Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 316. I'm Kelly Roach, and you are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio, the podcast for achievers, believers, dreamers, and doers who want to build a profitable, sustainable business around a life of purpose, fulfillment, freedom, and family. Now let's get down to business. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled that you took the time to be back here with me today. Today's featured guest is Adit Sharoni. She's a relationship expert and a licensed marriage and family therapist from Miami, Florida, and she's going to help us all uncover how to reignite the fire in our relationships, get refocused on igniting and reengaging with our spouses and our loved ones, and just improve our relationships all around. So, Adit, I'm very excited to have you on the show today. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm excited as well. Awesome. So, you know, you help people that want to learn how to strengthen their communication, rebuild trust, and even heal after infidelity. I know that you spent thousands of hours helping couples to transform their relationship while keeping up with the latest research and the best couples therapy trainings here in the U.S. as well as around the world. Um, and you're a counselor. You work with relationships. You're also a podcast host of the Relationships Uncomplicated podcast. I think everybody probably could use a dose of that on our show today. Um, So I'm super excited to have you here. Anything else that you want to fill in there as far as the gaps in terms of just your your background before we dive in? Um, Maybe just one thing. Um, I was not born an entrepreneur. (laughs) So I've spent 18 years being an employee before I became an entrepreneur. So that's maybe another side of me that I can talk about if you want. Okay. No, that's, that's perfect. So, you know, I think that, uh, diving in here at eat, you know, when you're on a mission, you have a big mission in the world and you've decided that you're going to become an entrepreneur and a small business owner. Uh, sometimes there are unintended consequences on our relationships. And, you know, sometimes our relationships don't get kind of the water and sunshine that they need. So what, let's just start there because I think that's relevant for pretty much everyone listening. What are some of the, the starting points of reinvesting in your relationship um, amidst the, the time struggle that every entrepreneur faces? Sure. So first of all, when I was thinking about, you know, entrepreneurs in relationships, I think that as entrepreneurs, we're more sensitive or we kind of deal with different things that maybe people um, who are not entrepreneurs don't deal with. And um, for example, dealing with extreme situations in terms of success versus failure, you know, there's always this, um, I mean, there's a lot in the middle, you know, you can have an okay business that works steadily, but you, if you're a real entrepreneur, then you kind of put yourself in a place where you're prone to succeed. And then you're also prone to failure. So it's, you know, it's a a place that's more difficult to be in. Mm -hmm. Um, we also deal with a lot of uncertainty, You know, we don't have a paycheck coming in every month and we know exactly, um, you know, how much it's going to be. You know, there's uncertainty there. Um, You have problems that are out of your control. I know just a few months ago here in Florida, in South Florida, um, 
you know, there was a hurricane coming at us and all, all of a sudden, you know, I lost two weeks of work because we had to evacuate. Right. So, you know, <laughs> things that people that are employed maybe don't necessarily worry about, we're more worried about. Um, and maybe another thing would be dealing with self-doubt. Uh, I know that's something that I always deal with. You know, when there's success, you feel good about yourself. You can always, you know, do things and you feel like, wow, that's an amazing thing that I'm an entrepreneur. But then when failure comes, you start self-doubting. Mm-hmm. And these are, right, these are kind of the moments where we need the stability of a solid, sound relationship or marriage. And um, this is the time where, you know, you kind of, the times, the extremes where you, your relationship really will determine um, the quality of your life. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think having that rock solid position to fall back on is like the thing that gets you through um, those those really hard times in life. But what do you do, you know, during the the good times when you know things seemingly are just clicking along on autopilot um, to make sure that you know we we talk about investing for retirement and saving for the future and you know planning for the future. But what about you know planning to make sure that your relationship relationship is around to, to, you know, get to be a part of all of those things. I think we miss that sometimes um, when Mm -hmm. we look at, you know, the big picture of what we're trying to accomplish. So, yes, I agree that, you know, when you're, you're in a good place, it, this is the time to invest, you know, in your relationship for times that, you know, maybe you're going to be kicked out of balance and, and then your relationship can be there for you um, to, you know, create that balance again. Um, Some of the things that I think are most important are, number one, um, to not let bad communication, when I say bad communication, you know, arguments or fights, don't let those make you drift apart. And I see that all the time working with couples, and I work with a lot of entrepreneur couples. It's very easy to, when you start arguing and having that bad vibe, to just find space. And sometimes it's good because you need space. But then finding space sometimes can um, spread into creating a big gap between the two. And it's easy to run away from having to recommunicate just to, you know, do your work. Cause you know, as an entrepreneur, you don't have specific hours. You can do whatever you want and you can always, you know, do that instead of reinvesting in your communicate in, in, in the communication. So I would suggest changing that. Um, first thing I would suggest to do is to pay attention, paying attention to how you communicate, uh, pay attention to the times when you complain, And it's okay to complain, but then what do you do when you complain? Do you criticize your partner's character? Um, How do you complain about something? Are you looking for love or appreciation, but instead getting it out as criticism? Then if you start paying attention to how you um, request those things, and usually what I see is that people really need love. They want to feel loved and appreciated. 
but somehow it comes out as a complaint that looks like criticism on their partner's behalf or on their partner's character. Mm-hmm. And I can give an example. Yeah, no, yeah. go ahead no. and do that because I think sometimes we don't even realize what we're doing. So I think it's always good to make it really real for people so they can say, oh, yep, I do that. I didn't <laughs> even realize it, you know? Yeah, and, and you know, in the society we live in, we kind of are used to criticism and people even tell us that there's a uh, constructive criticism, which I absolutely believe there is no. Um, so sometimes you'll tell your partner, you know, um, I don't know, you're, you're so cold and you're self-centered. You never do anything for me, you know? And when I look at a complaint like this, and I hear that a lot in my office, when one partner is more maybe um, occupied with doing, you know, something and they're not paying attention to the other partner, then what comes out is you're so cold criticism on their character. Instead of, I need to feel you love me. Um, it would make me so happy if you take the time to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. So see the difference instead of criticizing your partner's character, you just say what you need. It makes it so much easier. Why do we do that? Why do we say the wrong things that are kind of the opposite energy of what it is that we want? Like, why do we do that? What, what's, what's going on there? And, and how do we kind of catch ourselves to say what we actually want to feel or experience instead of criticizing the other person or, you know, coming at them in a way that obviously we wouldn't want someone to come at us? Yeah. I think the reason we do that is probably because of how we are, we were raised and the society that we live in. If you look at everything around us, we're surrounded with criticism. Sometimes it's self-criticism, but many times it's criticism. You know, we think that in order to get something, we need to criticize first. It's like in order to get something, you need to pay for it. So we think that in order to get love, we need to criticize someone in order to get it. Um, or, you know, this is type of the type of society we, we live in. I think that if probably we would be in, um, you know, India or another country that probably would be much less. Right. Right. So what we're trying to do you know, when you want to complain, it's okay to complain. First of all, I'm not saying that people can't need to stop complaining, but you have to phrase it differently so that the person in front of you is not just becoming defensive. Because if you criticize my character, all I'm going to do is defend myself. Right, right. You're not You're even going to hear what worse. the person's saying at that point, right? No, right. Exactly. So just catch yourself, just pay attention to when you say you're this, you're that, and rephrase it to, I feel a certain way about something. You know, I get really pissed when I come home every night and I see all your clothes on the floor, just made it up. Um, And I needed to start picking things up you know, it will make me feel so much better when I come home and things are, you know, in place. 
So let's talk a little bit about the dynamic and and the relationship and kind of working through the challenges of entrepreneurship and, you know, keeping your relationship intact. Because you mentioned already the things that you know, certainly come with entrepreneurship, not having that stability, um, you know, the ups and downs, the things like a hurricane or any number of things that can, you know, severely impact the stability or profit in your, in your business or growth. Um, and, and sometimes I think a lack of understanding of those things on either side can, can really lead to a disconnect. So what are some of the tips and strategies that you have for entrepreneurs listening to one, help their spouse the non-entrepreneur spouse, um, to really understand and support them in that situation? And two, what are our responsibilities in that situation as the entrepreneur um, to, to, you know, be fair and balanced in that communication? Well, I think it all relates to what kind of culture you create in your relationship. And let me explain. <laughs> um you know, every couple that comes into my office and every couple that I meet, you know, friends, they have their own culture. They have their own thing going on. But it's very easy to see those that have no rituals of connections and those who do. And there's such a huge difference between those that create that time to connect and those who don't even pay attention that this needs to be part of who you are as a couple. So, and when I'm talking about rituals of connection, that can be basically anything because whenever I talk about it, people say, oh, we don't have the time. You know, I'm so busy with my business. I don't have a moment to sit down and, you know, or, or to go on long vacations or to go on date nights. So it's not necessarily just taking a specific time um, that, or, or it doesn't require a specific plan or it doesn't require a lot of money. You can do little things, but just rituals of connection, anything like, you know, kissing hello and goodbye, or just, you know, those very, very simple things that look like, Oh, you know, not a big deal. You can do those as small as they are. People say that they're very helpful um, in terms of creating that, um, culture of connection. Um, another thing I can think about is developing an appreciation culture. So we talked about complaining thing about things. We talked about complaining about things. Um, <clears throat> we tend to communicate when we need to complain about something. How about we start communicating when we appreciate something? So, you know, you complain about your partner's doing something all the time, all the time. And then they, all of a sudden they change it. Then appreciate that. Then say something about it. Mm -hmm. You know, our, our brain is kind of wired um, in a way where when we perceive something to be true, we only see that happening. We stop noticing when it's not happening. So for example, um, when you want to uh, buy an, a red car, you start noticing a lot of red cars, right? right? Or, when, right. Um, or when you're pregnant, you start seeing a lot of pregnant women around you. So this is kind of how our brain is wired. So when you think your partner is doing something or is something, all you're going to do or your brain is kind of doing it for you is paying attention to when this 
happens. So what you're going to have to do is to kind of go against what your brain is trying to do here and start paying attention when the bad behavior isn't happening or when a good behavior is happening instead, and then highlight that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what you look for, you're going to find, right? So whatever you focus on discovering and noticing more of, you're absolutely going to find. And I think that's a great uh, reminder and kind of wake up call for all of us in our relationships, for sure. Um, Let's go back to the rituals for connection, because I think that's really, really important. I mean, I I look at the entrepreneurs that I work with every day, and I mean, these guys are busy. Um, they, They are running houses. They have young kids. They're married. They're you know, running the business, they're running all over heckin' creation, their their schedules are tight from the moment they open their eyes to the moment they fall asleep at night. What mm-hmm. what are some key rituals for connection that they can get focused on trying to bring forward into their relationship as we get close to the new year to really make that investment in taking their relationship and, and connection to the next level? So rituals of connection can be anything that connects you as a couple. And I would differentiate between this and anything that connects you as a family. I mean, connecting as a family is super important, but you also need to find the time to connect as a couple, just the two of you. And I find that uh, people, when, you know, when they have kids, then they find the time to do things as a family and they kind of forget the, you know, being a couple thing. Yeah, so true. Right. And then after a few years, they're like, oh, I don't know what happened to our sex life or to our desire or, well, what happened to it is that you probably forgot about it a few years ago. And, you know, when you forget about something, then it tends to die out slowly. Um, So, yeah, take, you know, take care of that as well. And, And some ideas are, you know, as less, um, you know, some people will do, um, date nights and things like that. I'm not necessarily, um, against for or against, I mean, do whatever works for you. Um, some, some people do creative things and you gotta be creative when you're an entrepreneur, you have to be creative with your time, with, you know, where you spend, um, your time and how you spend your time. So, I had a couple that came up with this um, four o'clock tea time where it doesn't matter what they do. They either meet at home or they call each other at four o'clock. They have tea and they talk about things for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I thought that was very creative. You know, if you have time, if you don't, I mean, if you're, you're home or, or if you're not, you make the time 20 minutes to just talk, you know, things like that. Um, so you can be as creative as, 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 possible. But what's really important about rituals of connection is that they're not sporadic. They are something that happens constantly. So it can be on your anniversary once a year, or it can be every morning, or it can be every, but it has to be uh, consistent. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so important. I, I love everything that you're sharing here. It's such good food for thought for everyone because, you know, it's just something that can so easily get pushed by the wayside. And then, you know, that sense of connection is lost. And it's like you lose your best friend, you lose the person that you trust as your confidant, and and then ultimately family and, and business and everything else kind of follows. So it's like, there's nothing more important than recognizing each of our own roles in, in reinvesting and, you know, reconnecting. And I love everything that you're sharing here. So, you know, what about for people listening that maybe feel like, oh, you know, my, my relationship is definitely off the tracks. You know, we don't make time for each other. We, you know, we blame each other. We, you know, take our stress out on each other, you know, all of those things. Like what, what do you feel is a good first step for someone listening to the show today that feels like maybe they have some repairing to do? Um, so depending on what type of person you are, um, you, most people before they go to, you know, seek therapy, they will try to fix things themselves, which I think is a very important part of, even if you're planning to see someone, you have to try to fix things by yourself. If it's by, you know, reading some self-help books, listening to podcasts, um, reading blogs, talking to your friends, talking to your family, whatever helps. Um, some people are going to give you some great advice, stick with those. And some people are going to be very judgmental, just, you know, kind of, you don't have to talk to those people about your uh, problems. Um, so that would be the first step. Um, and if, the, if nothing happens and you still are in the same place, then that would be a great time to seek some professional. Um, and um, if you want, I can give more, um, I can talk more about that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I, I think it's a, it's a great uh, conversation to open up for people to think about and just kind of reflect on here as we, as we get close to the close. Sure. So um, when looking for a, therapist, you know, for you, for your marriage, um, make sure that you're finding someone that is really trained in couples therapy and couples therapy is tricky because basically every therapist that is licensed can do any type of therapy that they want. Um, so they can treat anything from depression to anxiety, to couples therapy, to, um, you know, whatever it is that, is in the realm of mental health. Um, however, couples counseling would be a different field within the counseling field. So make sure that you find someone that is trained in couples work. And <clears throat> I mean, it doesn't really matter what type of uh, model they're using or, you know, it really uh, doesn't matter. Most of them work pretty well. Just make sure that it's someone that, um, you know, that's their niche. If, if yep, possible, total sense. Yep. Mm -hmm. go to an expert. And I think yes. also people maybe think that that's like a last resort instead of something that they can do to invest in the health or, you know, before they feel like it gets to a point, you know, I think maybe sometimes people yeah. wait to do that until it's like last, uh, last resort versus Actually, an investment yeah. along the way. I mean, research shows that people wait 6.7 years to go to couples wow. therapy. So they actually try to fix things for almost seven years. 
um, before they, they seek out therapy. And I would say that is way, way too long of a wait. I mean, you're probably, if you're waiting that long, you're coming with huge suitcase that, you know, it's going to take a lot. It's going to be pretty hard to unpack at that point. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I always like to finish the show in a spirit of responsibility and accountability. And so, you know, I would love before we uh, tell people where they can go to connect with you to really finish up on a note of, you know, the responsibility of the people listening to the show today um, to go take action and take ownership of the state that their relationship is in and some things they can do right away um, that can ha- help them to have a happy, healthy relationship as they move into the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I would suggest as a first thing is just start with paying attention to things because when you pay attention, when you, um, think about paying attention, when you make yourself pay attention, you start seeing things. And then when you start seeing things, just change, you know, change how you are, change certain things, experiment Because if you try something, then most chances are that your partner is going to react differently. Yeah, I I love what you said about change yourself, because I think too many times we're we're trying to want or hope or expect um, someone else to. And I I like putting that right back in in everyone's lap, you know, change yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. Exactly. You can only change yourself. And if you change yourself, chances are your partner is going to change as well. Yes. Yes. Couldn't agree more. I love that. Any other final notes or tips that you want to make sure that you're able to share before we move on here? Um, I would say, you know, I had this sentence on my um, website. I removed it. It's going to come back to <laughs> I'm going to put it back because I really like it. Um, when I thought about relationships and, you know, why do I even do this? I thought about this sentence when relationships work, it feels like there's someone constantly hugging you and telling you it's okay, even when they're not there. And what I love about this is that, you know, your relationship is the basis of everything. And it's not, you know, a coincidence that um, another uh, quote is the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your relationships. And I think that the quality of your business is no different. And, you know, if you invest in your relationship, if your relationship is your sounding board, then Every problem, even a huge business problem, becomes smaller. But if you're right, and if your relationship isn't stable, even a small problem becomes huge. That's beautiful. That is a strong note to end on. I absolutely love that. That's so much for everyone to think about and go take action on right away. Um, So tell us a little bit about um, where people can connect with you, what the best way to get in touch is, that kind of thing. So the best way to connect with me is um, through my website. It's uh, editsharoni.com. It's I-D-I-T-S-H-A-R-O-N-I.com. And all of, I mean, you can contact me there if you want, or you can read about me or about my work. Um, 
Another way to connect is through my podcast that I co-host with my colleague and friend, Alina Gershinov. And the podcast is called Relationships Uncomplicated. It's on iTunes and Google Play. And we'd love you to become one of our listeners. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for everything that you shared here today. And for everybody listening, make sure you check out the website and the podcast sounds amazing as well. Thank you. You got it. All right. For all our listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio, thank you so much for being here with us today. If you're not already a part of my private email community, make sure you text in the word IGNITE to 44222 to get the two-minute tips that will change your life and access to all of the exclusive offers and trainings that we only share there. Until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.